Welcome to the board game chinwag. <laughs> the regular, the regular clan is here. G money, Shane, Helen, Dave. How are we all? Good, thank you. We are good. We are good. Tip top. There we go. We can cut that in anywhere. Brilliant. What were you saying, Helen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what physical games have people been playing? I got dead oh. reckoning out this week with oh. uh, a couple of people. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was a fantastic game of Dead Reckoning on Monday. It's such a good thing to try and pull out. It was, it was so good. It was nice and close. And uh, it was a bit of a refresher where we all had to sort of remember how the card crafting system works and how you move around and explore in your ships. And um, we have agreed. So we're then after that also doing a little bit of planning for our board games weekend. So we agreed it's coming along and we're going to try nice. and knock out one of the campaigns out. So nice. get a few games of Dead Reckoning going. But Still yet to play it. That's John Declare, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Lots, of, yeah, big fan. lots of fighting and fucking in pirate ships. It was great. It was very, very aggressive mid-game. Yeah, what? Did you say fucking? <laughs> With each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Give me that game. It's like Leisure Shoot Larry on board game. <laughs> God, now, now there's a name I have not heard for many years. <laughs> Someone has to come up with that uh, game. That'd be brilliant. Oh god! Uh, I've just immediately gone back to the. Um, what was the? Um, you had to answer questions at the start to prove how old you were, like trivia yeah. questions. Yeah. And the more you answered correctly, the further up the blind went when the lady was getting changed. <laughs> you yes. Went, you, you, you can't make that game anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so wrong in so many ways. But so right. hilarious. Yes, well, there's no nudity in Dead Reckoning, but there is uh, pirates and pirate ships and bounty and booty and shooting for loot. So awesome. uh, it's, a, it's a, such a good game. And the, the mechanics around the card crafting is things borrowed from Mystic Vale, but it's a really unique way to manage upgrading and leveling your people um, and giving everybody a bit mm. of a unique gameplay. So loved that. Um, also managed to play a couple of games. I had a... Um, Game of Carcassonne for the first time in a fair while on Friday night. So that was always also quite good. Um, and again, the crocodile board just got a bit of a workout this week. This, the kids have got a bit of a taste for it. So they're back in the hunt, I mean, flicking into discs around. So yeah, it's been a fairly busy week of board game for me. Yeah, nice one. Anybody else? I play Kingdom Death Monster. That's it. Bit of KDM. You've been playing that for a while now, haven't you, mate? Almost two years, I think. Far wow. out. Okay. It <laughs> is. Do you want to elaborate on how it went, or it was awesome? Because <laughs> our good friend, our good friend Haig, was over playing Warhammer World Championships in Amsterdam. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so he'd been missing for about two weeks. Um, he came back, and in classic Haig form. He rolled 19 crits on the night. Wow. I don't think I've rolled 19 crits in two years. That's brilliant. Right. How'd he so go? Haig is, he's his own entity. I don't, I don't know if he's human. <clears throat> How'd he go in Amsterdam? Great. They came, um, 
they were in the top 25% New Zealand. Yeah, right. Um, so they went really well. Yeah. What were they doing? Warhammer 9th Ed World Championships. Oh, that's awesome. And that then is. he went around England for like two weeks after. Did he that. get to meet Henry Cavill? No, but he he's effectively Henry Cavill in himself. Oh, that's a big call. He's the he's the gaming equivalent of Henry Cavill. Right? Is he handsome? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, don't, don't don't ever go near him, Helen. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, I still I, I still remember the first time I came across Haig was when he bought a ticket to one of our game days. And um, I just saw the name and I went, that's a made-up name. Mm. Like, <laughs> Haig McCliskey. And then, so I kind of went in going, I don't know who this Haig guy is. And then I met him and I'm like, what a, what a dude. Like, he is such a nice guy. I, nice I got guy. all the time in the world for Haig. He's awesome. It's a big personality. Yep. Um, I've been, uh, Wednesday night I had uh, Pandemic Season Zero. So I think we're playing another month in in that game with myself, uh, Phil, Pastor Nick, and um, and Andy, and um, we ended up adequate, which you know is just kind of limping over the line, uh, but enjoying it. It's it's pretty cool. Um, very much uh, loving the game at the moment, and so that's every we try and get that, that game every every fortnight at my place. Um, and then on Friday night, I played a bit of Spass Bus with Anita and Cass. Um, that was good fun. And um, then we played Nanty Narking. Um, so for those that know, it was a Martin Wallace game. Um, it's the re-skin of Unk Morpok, uh, the Terry Pratchett game. And um, really easy, super, super simple, like it looks more complicated than what the game is, and um, all you're doing is playing cards and, and worker placement. And um, we knocked we knocked two games off in under an hour. Yeah, right. Um, but it would be a lot more challenging once we know. So what the, the the game the game end condition? Everyone has their own game end condition, so you've got to achieve it. So for example, you know uh, it, you've got to have five people, you know, five of your own with area control, or you've got to have uh, seven trouble markers out on the board, or you could. So I need to. I need to learn all of the end game conditions because then you can start to see what people are trying to go for and block. Mm, so yep. there was really no blocking going on because no one knew what the end game conditions were. So I could see the game going longer once you knew, you know, how to play it a bit more and block. But um, you, you, you're trying to chain the cards as well, so you've got a, a hand of five cards. And so what you're wanting to try and do is play as many cards out of your hand as you can, then replenish. Um, but then sometimes the, it, it's blocking going on even with the cards you have in your hand. It's good. Very enjoyable. Uh, so looking forward to playing it again. I'm going to get it out to play with Anita and Cass again. But we're all going to understand what the end game conditions are for each role. That's been me. I've had a bit, of, bit of board gaming, not a lot. Um, a bit disappointed actually. I've been a bit crook this weekend, and my um, uh, my gaming uh, partner Joe, he's got a newborn. So whenever I'm a bit crook, I think it's not the right idea to say, "Hey, come around and play games and take that home to your newborn." Um, 
But uh, yeah, we were supposed to play Dune Imperium again this weekend with the Immortality expansion, which I've not played yet um, because we played Dune Imperium the last weekend or the weekend before and taught um, two folks the game for the first time. They loved it. Um, I, th- I can't remember whether I spoke about it last week. Actually, no, I didn't speak about it last week because I didn't. I edited the episode and I didn't. Don't remember hearing about it. Um, but um, yeah, they they uh, about halfway through the game it clicked, and you you could see that one of them in particular was very keen just to run around, run it back again and play it a second time straight away because he'd figured everything out. His wife was a little bit more keen to you know, go home and have dinner because it was about half past five and she could see that like Helen was in the kitchen cooking dinner at our house and might not have been the best time to start a new game. Um, even though I was fully up for it. <laughs> so we could have, but um, yeah, that was, we had a really good game in Dune Imperium and yeah, we were supposed to play Immortality today, which is yeah, a bit disappointing, but uh, sorry, yesterday, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, and uh, Yash and I, a guy from work, we have, uh, we played Targi on Friday during our mm. lunch break. Um, and that's such a great game. It's been it's, a while yeah. as well since I played that, but it's yeah, it's one of those two-player games where it's it's a solid sixty minutes, like forty-five to sixty minutes to to play the game. Um, but I don't know sometimes in two-player games, you're not going through the motions, but there's not a lot of decision space. You just kind of you you know what you're doing. You go out, you do it, and whoever gets the most victory points wins. Where I feel like in Targi, the whole time you're racking your brain about what you need to do, where you want to go. Like it seems a bit more deep than most short two-player games. So um, yeah, it's just been a long time since we played it, and I've left it at work because we both really enjoyed it. So we'll probably pull it out again through the week next week, which would be cool. Um, yeah, so that was they're probably the standouts for me. A lot of BGA. We um, we played. Um, oh, actually, last Friday family game night we played. Draftosaurus. Have any of you guys played Draftosaurus? No, no, I haven't. All right. So for those who have kids, firstly, buy it. It's great fun, super easy. Plays in about 15, 20 minutes. And uh, it's just a simple drafting game. It's uh, it, it's the new Sushi Go for me. Like it's okay. Sushi Go was always the, the drafting game that I'd sort of, you know, would be the entry-level drafting game. This, it's so simple. You get, you got six dinosaurs in your hand. You choose one um, and then you pass your handful to the next player and everyone gets the new handful, chooses another dinosaur. But as you choose them, you've got to place them on the board based on these um, spaces on the board. One, you need to have all of the same dinosaur and the more of the same dinosaur you get, you get more points. One, you need to have one of every different dinosaur and the more of those you get. One of them, you've got to have two dinosaurs of the same kind and then they're in love and then you get points. But if you've got three of them, it doesn't matter. If you've got one of them, it doesn't matter. You don't get points. And then you've got like the lonely dinosaur that has to be the only one of that type of dinosaur in your whole zoo. Otherwise you don't get any points and all these little things and ways to score points. There's two different sides of the board. So there's a bit of variability there, but super simple. We played it like um, for Friday game night. My two older kids aren't really into board games that much, but they both wanted to play a second time, which is, so we did, um, I think we actually might have even played it three or four times, but so it's uh, yeah, definitely simple, fun, easy drafting game. So yeah, Draftosaurus is, is was a, a bit of a highlight last week. So brilliant! All right, I'm gonna grab that for my nieces. That'd be a good game for them. Well, Helen actually bought it. She runs a board game club at her school during lunch breaks, and she went on and bought it that night for the addition to the collection. So 
yeah, it's, uh, it's not just not just me who's saying that. It's also uh, mm. <laughs> educators across Capella agree. Raptorosaurus, <laughs> it's a great game. <laughs> so good. Just a quick question um, before we get into whatever else we're going to talk about. But um, on that note, Steve, like obviously, Draftosaurus is a nice, easy game to get into and learn. I, I've been asked to run an Are You OK day on um, on the actual day on on the for work, and so we're going to take up the boardroom and basically for the whole afternoon, people can come in and out of the boardroom and play a board game. So I'd be keen to know what kind of board games you guys think I should be taking, noting that, you know, it's um, we're pretty much going to be having, majority of people are not board gamers in the room, but maybe I should have a couple that potentially are midweight, just in case there are a couple of board gamers that come along. Um, and I'm thinking like Azul would be one definitely that gets packed away and Splendor. Anything else you guys would recommend that I need to ensure that I have in the collection for the day? Um, I would definitely suggest some some of those like So Clover or Just One code names, those kind of big group party games, depending on how many yep. people you get. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dorf Romantic. It was nominated for the Spiel des Aras this year. It's really interesting because it's a pretty easy game. Um, it's apparently it's based on a video game. I've never heard of the video game, but anyway, um, it's the, the the thing with that game is though, it's a cooperative game, but you don't have to be in it from the start, and you don't have to be in in it till the end. So if you're running a thing where people can come and go, mm. you can they can kind of come in. You give them a very simple explanation of the rules because it's a very easy game, and they can play a few turns and then go somewhere else. Or you know, if if you've just started a game and they've missed the start, it doesn't mean they have to wait for the game to end. They can actually just join in, um, which is pretty pretty unique. So in that circumstance, it might work really well. Yeah. And look, any dexterity style games like oh, yeah. um, Men at Work or Clask or you know Crocodile, anything like Crocodile. that, yeah. like that, they're five to ten minute games. You you can get them within two seconds, and you kind of know what you got to do. Yeah, and and very yeah. tactile. People sort of can understand that a lot quicker. I think. Yeah, and that's good. There's a few. Are you more looking up. for shorter games? Yeah, yeah, like anything yeah. up to a half an hour, really. For right. so, cockroach poker, cockroach poker. Yeah, that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Skull. 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 Yeah. Yeah, another good one. Um, I've got. Um, got a few you know that whole case that i carry around so i'm just going to take that whole case that i've got that are quick games in there like scout um mm. six nymphed um and there's a few others that i've got in their card games as well um but maybe cat in the box could be for someone that's a little bit more advanced yeah. um Azul's always a good one nice and easy ticket to ride it, you know for someone that might if they've got an hour maybe yeah. can, you know i'll keep that in the collection Again, just on um, Helen and her Capella crew because she really likes Ticket to Ride and she was worried that it's too long for a lunch break. So I suggested like Ticket to Ride London or Ticket to Ride New York, one of those shorter 20-minute ones yeah, where you get yeah. a still, sort of similar feel to and it doesn't take as long. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, it's booking out already. So there's, there's quite, a, quite, a few, quite a fair number. So it's up to around 30 people are going to be trailing in throughout wow. the afternoon so far at this stage. That's amazing. So, yeah, it's nice. You should. Um, uh, yeah, my only my only uh, sticking point is you've mentioned Azul and Splendor. If it's Are You Okay Day, 
quite often at the end of Azul or Splendor, I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that could be they could be vicious games, especially if it's two player. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's, uh, I could be taking Blood Rage or The Godfather or something like that along. <laughs> war of Whispers. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave this, war, leave this war of mine at home. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Nobody needs to feel sad, I don't think. <laughs> no, no. It's definitely not the thing we're going to Thank you. That's a good. I've got a, a lot of those games, so I'll make sure I pack a heap of those. I, I wasn't even thinking of party games, too, by the way. Like a ready set bet would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, to get especially a for a bunch of bankers, they'd be yeah, they'd be into that for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. What's that? Oh, bear raid is that that stockbroker one that you showed me? Bear raid. Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be yeah, that's a bit long, but yeah, probably a little bit too advanced, I think. There's a new one though called Stonks. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I was going to see see if you can grab it for me when you go overseas, Steve. They definitely have it at, um, at the Dice Tower venue. It's yeah. uh, it, it's a card playing version of Bear Raid, Dave. Okay. Um, so you've got to drive Stonks. the price up and down of of the shares, but it's all card driven. Um, it looks really good. Fair enough. And I'm saying that because that's pretty much my email address too. S Tonks. Yeah, you're so. right. Who <laughs> would have known? Copyright that. Yeah. So, Helen, I feel like we forgot about you with the games being played. Oh, I've literally done nothing but paint for like a year. So <laughs> I haven't, you know, other than my solo game of Ark Nova I play before I go to bed, I really haven't played a lot. Um, Splendor came out on BGS, not Splendor. See, I can't even talk anymore. Canvas came <laughs> out on BGA this this week. Um, yeah, I, I played, started up a game. I played that. <laughs> there's no point in playing that game by <laughs> Apologies. Excuse me. Or excuse I'm just, me. I'm just going to, uh, we're going to pass on to someone else who's going to bark at us at a possum. Just give me a sec. You guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> there you go for all our podcast viewers. That's what's living like in Australia dogs barking at possums. Radio gold. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway. So what are you excited to play on your trip, Steve? Have you been researching oh, and so watching much reviews stuff, and stuff? So much stuff. Um, every time I, I, the list is getting too long. One of the guys actually um, put up on the channel that he was uh, wanting to play the entire something of the something something games. So in other words, like the the whole starting at the North Sea, starting with shipwrights, playing all through shipwrights, playing all through the West Kingdom. Uh, sorry, playing all through um, North Sea, playing all through West Kingdom and playing through South Tigris up until the second one, um, back to back. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. But I actually said no, because I'm like, oh, it's my first retreat. I There are so many things that I want to try that I don't want to just block out a whole day on games that I've all I've played all of. Like I've played all of those games. So yeah, I want to kind of free up my time a bit, but there's there's some games like I really want to try, even like things that I could I could easily go and buy and play, but just haven't had a chance to. Like I'm really keen to try Acropolis. Uh, seems to be a pretty light to medium game. It sounds interesting. I'm very keen to play Foundations of Rome. That's probably one that's really sticking out. Um, I mentioned before in the previous episode, Mobile Markets is definitely something I want to play. Um, yeah, there's 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 heaps. It's I I I've I've just deliberately not 
set up too much stuff. I have set up a game of Scythe. Well, I've, I've jumped into a game of Scythe, I should say, because why not? Um, but the rest of the week, I'm, I'm really just going to walk around and, and look for, you know, looking for players' um, signs and just, just jump in and try stuff. Um, I'd be keen to play Last Light again, uh, like a physical version. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I was really happy that Roy actually included um, elements to assist with people with colorblindness, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, I yeah, there's I could go all night. I just in the end though, I just I'm just looking forward to being there and just literally jumping from table to table and trying new stuff. And yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I, I, I'd love to play. I don't know if it's gonna be able to be happening because I'm sure that. Tom will be a very busy man, but I would love to have a game of Cosmic Encounter with Tom because I still have yet to play Cosmic Encounter. Um, and it's like one of his favorite games and it just sounds like the sort of game where the people you play with might make it. So that might be a bit of fun if I can organize that. But yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Just ask. Yeah. Well, my mm-hmm. intention is apparently he's always there early. So I'm, I'm, I figure that I'll probably just head down early one day and try and organize a game of it with him. Even if it's not with Tom, I just like to play it with like seven players and have a blast. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, yeah. Either way, it's a fun it's game. Yeah, so it's getting very real. It's getting to the point where we're like, there's there's this there's a BGG thread where people are organizing games, and it's like it's four pages long now. There's just like, and, and, and a week ago there was like three comments, and now it's four pages because everyone's like, oh, it's only in you know two and a half weeks. It's it's like really soon. It's kind of hard to believe when I'm sitting here in Emerald that in two weeks' time I'll be at the con, like I'll be there. So, yeah. Awesome. Cannot wait. Very cool. All right. So, Shana, you had a uh, topic idea for this evening. I did. Um, And I don't know if we're all prepped for it or not, but, I mean, it shouldn't be too hard. I thought, why don't we uh, list off our top five worker placement games? Um, Something nice and easy. Probably wouldn't have to think too hard about it um, and wrangle them off. How do we feel about it? For a win? Sounds good. Yep. Sounds good. It's been I a ask... while since we've done a, a top list of anything. That's it has true. been a while. Can I ask Any... a qualifying question first? Yes. Um, when you say worker placement, do you mean like worker placement is the main mechanism or just any game that's got worker placement in as a mechanism. Yeah. For example, game. Dune Imperium would count then because there's Correct. a placement in Dune Imperium. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a game in mind that Spoilers. you probably Spoilers. go. Oh. Does does Scythe count as worker placement? It should, right? Oh, it should, hundred percent. It does, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. It's like, I, I didn't, Scythe I, doesn't. It's got worker. It's like action selection though, isn't yeah, it? You have, like, oh, yeah, you have it's just your dude that picks the action. It's not you're not placing him on the map. Yeah, I I didn't think it would because yeah, it's just I mean, I guess there are workers out there, and depending on where you place them, you might generate more stuff. But yeah, it's it's a yeah. Hey, Loose. If Scythe can be on a list, why not? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you define it however you want it. Yeah, Scythe goes on all lists. We're not going to gatekeep worker placement. Yeah. Best Uno version, Scythe yeah. number one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like that year that Wingspan won every award and <laughs> just best solo game, oh, best two player game. How good a score in eggs in Wingspan, man? Yeah. yeah I, didn't know, I, didn't, I, I didn't know eggs score points. I told you. It's all about I'm like, this game's awesome now. Like, but you no. can't do it every time because then you're just no, not, no. you know, you're just 
sitting at the bar in mm. Western Legends if you're doing that. Like you just, <laughs> it's just a lazy game. But it's good to do it as a component, right? If you go, there's actually no point. If I'm going to have to spend three tokens plus two eggs to place a bird that's only worth four, just yeah, when you could lay four eggs and not lose two, like it's just, mm. it's a no-brainer. That was that broke my streak too. That was the first game in I don't know how long that I didn't score between eighty five and ninety five in wingspan. Oh, what'd 70. you score? Oh. Seventy. So I couldn't get any birds in the greenery. I only got in the grassland, uh, in the forest lands, whatever it's called. I only got one bird in there the whole game. Do you know what it felt like? Nobody though, apart from G Money, and because it, like, and then like was really doing the side, like the end of round, mm. like that. What didn't seem to be a big that, and they were very egg based end of round things mm. which is also catered towards the eggs i reckon that was my first game of wingspan in about three years so i was just clicking buttons <laughs> uh, it's like me yeah. in tapestry i have no idea what i'm doing again just clicking buttons i just copy whatever dg does and then give him the tech powers that's my whole strategy <laughs> <laughs> it's working out pretty good so far it, it is yeah <laughs> all right how do we want to do this should we to go five four three two then one Around the grounds, so like everyone says they're five, then everyone says they're four. Is that what you're thinking, or so, just... so everyone says they're five and then four, uh-huh. then three and two, and then one. Ah, uh-huh. that sounds good. We had a meeting about this, guys. <laughs> yeah. Did we? Do we put it on the agenda? Uh, or? Was, was no. it on the agenda? Is there minutes? I didn't see any minutes. I'm going to pretend I'm prepared for this. <laughs> put them in order now. Uh, There's no order. No order. All right, I'll go first. Go for it. Thank you. So, what, number five and number four? That's it. All right, so number five is Everdell. I like Everdell a lot. I liked it when it came out, but it was a little bit bleh, like there wasn't a lot to it. Yeah. The expansions, if you play all the expansions together, that game's got a fair bit of teeth in it then. There's a lot of different things you can do. I mean, it all basically comes down to the same thing, but it has got a fair bit of chunk to it once you chuck in all the expansions. Hmm. And you can play it with pretty much anyone. You know, kids will play it, adults will play it. It's it's a pretty solid game. Um, And then I really like Lost Temple of Arnak. I still play that till today. I know a lot of other people played it for a while and then sort of stopped. I didn't. I like. I like the. Se- I like the first expansion, like with mm. all the characters. Don't know what the second expansion's all about. I know there's another one coming out soon, but I've always got a game of Arnak going on. I reckon yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that that last one was just released over in the US. So, so Steve, that's my segue for you. If you see that, okay, ready? Please, well, please, I, I, I am doing the whole holiday carry on luggage only until we get to the end. So, yeah, that uh, sounds like your problem. Yeah, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll buy we'll buy a bag in in Los Angeles before we fly home. So I'll find a I'll find a good board game store in Los Angeles and and stock up. I think. So and then po- then post it to me from Emerald when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> the longest possible route. I've got about six, I've got about six hours to kill in Brisbane between flights before we fly home. So you yeah, can come to cool. the airport and we can play a game in the in the terminal. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can you can teach me. Then. I was going to say, wouldn't it have been cheaper just to send it from the states, and that way you don't have to lug it anywhere? 
Don't bring your logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just want a chance to catch up with Steve at the airport and pick yeah. up our games. By that logic, Helen, it'd be cheap of him just to order it and not even yeah. bother himself with me going in. Because then he doesn't get the added benefit of putting you out if he just orders it. Yeah. So that's it for me, Everdell, followed by the less lost temples of Arnak. Very cool. Two good choices there. Helen. Okay, I am not prepared for this, so I'm just going to say random games and they won't be in the order of one to five. Um, but I'm going to stick with my love of Stonemaier. So I would put Viticulture in there. That's a very heavily based worker placement. It's on a list that I just uh, Googled. um no i find that game really good i'm really excited to try the expansions with it and i think at one point once i've sort of need to treat myself i will just get the whole set with the wine cart and every um wine case and everything but um yeah no i think that's i mean i think it's a good game i'm yeah like i said i'm really excited to do the expansion where I get the Tuscan expansion, where I get to play the other two timeframes. Um, but, yeah, so that's my number five. Um, and my number four, I'm going to cheat a little bit and go tapestry because <laughs> what, I don't know. Is it a worker placement? I mean, you place workers. Your whole thing is moving people around, but you're not placing them. So does it count, I guess, is my query. Mm. I mean, whether they're called workers or not, it's the same deal, right? You're you're moving something, taking its action and getting its benefits, I guess. Yeah, I would think so. It's good enough um, for us. You say it is, it is. Perfect. Yeah. There good you go. That's my number four. Thank you very Can't much. Can't create a civilization without workers. Exactly. So. Yeah. Exactly. Egypt. Quoted. <laughs> and the workers need somewhere to live. So you build all their houses for them as well. Fantastic. DG. Uh, I wanted to put Agricola on mine. And I always said it was Agricola, but I'm now convinced that that's wrong. Is it but not Agricola? No. Agricola? I think the general pronunciation is Agricola. Pronunciation. That's the worst. <laughs> Did you read that on an advertisement? No. <laughs> no, it's just everybody says it. Like everybody's talking about games they like, and they're like, oh yeah, Ag- Agricola. I'm like, what's that? I wonder if that's Agricola. But yeah. Anyway, so that, that's me. That was actually one of the first games I bought uh, new. Um, so when I started building my board game collection, that was, I traded in my Nintendo GameCube and got wow. Agricola on Storm Credit. <laughs> um and yeah played it a few times it was a it's a tough teach when you're moving from sort of you know milton bradley like Hmm. um standard games to hobby gaming um g money had gone with easier ones like uh catan and puerto rico and then we sort of ramped it up to a curricula pretty quickly so it's still got a good place in my heart it's uh, hard to get to the table these days and play but still enjoy it a lot and number four on mars I'm going to go with that worker placement because mm-hmm. slightly more selection yeah, of actions and stuff. But yeah, but AF Tapestry's a... worker placement on Mars certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a badass <laughs> game, but yeah, and, and almost thematic level stuff. I really enjoy it every time I play it. It's very hard and again, it's challenging to get to the table with a 
established group of people that know what you're doing, but it's really enjoyable. So number four for me. Awesome. Steve. Uh, well, I was tossing up for my number five. So because it's already been mentioned, I'll leave Viticulture and I'll go with the other option, um, which similar to Dave's story of Agricola was my first worker placement game and really my first foray into sort of more meaty of board games. And that was uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Uh, I distinctly remember going into the Wicked Goblet in Cairns and, and saying to the guy, I've just gotten into the hobby. I played like Ticket to Ride and Splendor and, you know, but I'm looking for something a bit, you know, more interesting and different different style of game. And um, I was looking at Rising Sun or Lords of Waterdeep. And he said, based on what you've told me, put Rising Sun down for now. You can get that later. <laughs> He's like, get Lords of Waterdeep. And I'm like, I would have never picked this up because it's Dungeons and Dragons. I've never really been into Dungeons and Dragons. He's like, don't worry about the theme. Theme doesn't matter. And he was so right. Uh, and I went back to my motel room. I was there for a work conference. I went back to my motel room. Back in the days of buying games and learning how to play them on the same day, um, let alone the same year. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, yeah, just really introduced worker placement as a mechanic and one that I immediately loved. So it's no surprise that a lot of games in my top 10 um, are worker placement games. This isn't in my top 10. It's actually... It, there's a lot of better worker placement games, but yeah, that nostalgia reason, I think no. without Lords of Waterdeep, yeah, I might not have even been into the hobby as much as I am. So, um, and my number four is my favorite game. Um, the reason it's not number one is because while it is a worker placement game, theoretically it's, um, I guess not in the traditional sense. And that's T.O.T. Wakan. Uh, your workers are your dice that you move around and take actions with. It's not really the same as other worker placement games, but it's still a worker placement game. And I will never say no to a game of TO. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, my number five is Steve, the same as yours, Lords of Waterdeep. Um, yeah, right. I love it. It's so simple. And the reason why I like it as well is because Lauren really likes it. So it's one of the games that we will pull out and a worker placement game that we'll play together. Um, so for me, that is my number five. Uh, very simple, very simple. Um, it was one of the first water, uh, worker placement games I actually played too. And then when I taught it to Lauren, I thought, no, she's going to absolutely hate it because of the Dungeons and Dragons. And she said, it's one of the best games I've played. So, And that's yeah. even in her top ten. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, so definitely that one for me is number five. Number four is it has to be a Shem game, um, tossing up between two, but it has to be uh, Circadian's First Light. Um, to me, that was my first Kickstarter um, and it was my first Shem Phillips game that I purchased. Um, love it. Love the game. It's worker placement but using dice uh, where you can manipulate the dice and then put them out onto complete reactions for the game. So five and four. And a good first Kickstarter that was. And what about that list of games? We could just go over games yeah. weekend and play everything that's just been mentioned, and it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm going to run a Shem tally, so we're at one. We're at one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. About there, to go up. There yeah. potentially was going to be another one in there, but I don't yeah. think it's going to. It was I limited between... myself to one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did too. I did too. Yeah. I'm shocked, Shane. It says that Mintworks is our worker placement game. Is that? <laughs> Did wow. they not make it to your list? <laughs> All the way back from season uh, one. Uh, <laughs> hey, Let's go hey, to callback, hey, folks. Hang on, no, they're, they're, 
we've still got another f- three more to announce. Oh, oh. Number one. Yeah, spoilers. No, no yeah. spoiler alerts. <laughs> Let's just say it's going to get minty fresh later on. <laughs> but which, which mint game? All right, back to you, G. Three and two. Yep. Okay. So um, I'm going to go number three, Dune Imperium. Uh, that has worker placement in it. Yep. It's not primarily a worker placement game, but I do enjoy that game. I don't think I've ever met anyone so far that doesn't like that game. No, mm. that's right. I agree. Yeah. It is just an... And it has no right to be as good as it is. It's just the perfect storm of, like, good old, well-done mechanics that have been tried and tested through many different iterations of games with a, with a really good theme, like, mm. put over the top of it. Yep. It all works really good. Um, and then I'm going to go for... Oh, I can't split these two. But I'll go for Paladins of the West Kingdom. But it was between that or Feast for Odin. Because I played Feast for Odin for the first time. And holy shit, that game's incredible. So I can't (laughs) split those two. Really glad to hear that, G-Money. I'll start up another game on BGA. Whenever you you teach someone a game like that, you're like, oh, I won't say we should play it a second time. I'll wait till they say it. But no, No. it's happening. (laughs) I'm going to cheat and tie those two. And I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> to your list, mate. To your list. Yeah. Very good. Um, back to Helen. Okay. So now I've done my research. You've done your Googles? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, my, my number three is Five Tribes. So that's nice. that thing. Yeah. yeah. So I really, I've only played it once, but I do own, I bought it straight away because I loved it so much. Um so everybody knows what Five Tribes is, obviously. It's the genies and the workers and... You bought it off me, didn't you, Helen? Pretty sure I did. Yeah. Only <laughs> because I didn't play it because I owned it for so long. Does that mean that, um, like Shane's rule, you're never allowed to play it again because you sold it? <laughs> well, I never played it in the first place. It was so oh. true. <laughs> there you go. Um, and my number two is Great Wall. Um, oh, wow. I love that game. It's a great game. So, but, you know, again, your entire job is picking where you want to go. You put your play, uh, people there. Technically, they are soldiers, but, you know, workers, soldiers, into like interchangeable. Um, but, yeah, I think that game is brilliant. I love playing it. It's always different and it's always fun. So that's my number two. Never played it, want to play it. It's really good. So, and you can cool. stuff people over too because they, if somebody's going, I'm wanting to build, you can tell that they're wanting to build, you can go, oh, I'm not going to actually let you, you know, get wood this time so you can't or I'm going to go there first so that I make it hard for you and stuff like that. It's, yeah. Can't, can't win the game if you don't get the wood. So. That's yeah. right. <laughs> get the wood, win the game. Usually yeah. hard wood, but anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> it's interesting because I think worker placement <laughs> lends itself to it's either potentially very sort of safe and calm and not interactive or it's very aggressive and mm, you know you yeah. can really hurt people yeah there's not a lot of like messing with people in worker placement games i don't think but but they're both fun i, I don't know like yeah worker placement's not my first choice of mechanics and games i know you know a lot of people love and there's a lot of good games on these lists but yeah like the aggressive worker placement games i tend to find more more fun so, so um I. For my list, Dwellings of Eldervale, number three. Yeah. Oh, 
So good choice. That is an aggressive worker placement game where you can really it's a mess great with people. game. I love that game. <laughs> some yeah. of the workers are only aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the placements are just to fuck with people. Um, and then number two, June Imperium. So I already mentioned it. And Steve, I think you'll enjoy the expansion once you get to play with it. It is probably something. There's different uh, feedback, I guess, from different groups that we play with. But most people wouldn't take any of it out. Like yeah. it does make it a lot more stuff and there you know, is a little bit bloaty with the different tracks and the different actions, but I think it still feels like a quite good put together game and all the strategies are all balanced and there's no Ooh. sort of one that's better than the other, even with the couple of expansions in. So yeah, love Junior Imperium, love playing that. Good choice. Well, I guess we'll just keep the Jin Imperium yeah, life going. That's my number three. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, Rise of X I've played a bit, but yeah, I, I hear that Immortality comes with a way to refresh the the cards available, which sounds awesome because that is something that can kind of uh, slow the game down if everything on the board's like five or six credits to buy and it's early game and no one's getting that kind of coin. So um, Look, it's a it's a one off and. A lot of games that we played, you don't actually remember to do it because there's more options now to buy cards or spend stuff on. You're also okay. probably not as focused on it. Yeah, right. So it seems like slightly less important, but it does also give you that that one to once per game. You can just wipe the whole market away and, and restack it. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good thing, um, a good addition. I um I my number two because G Money cheated and put two at his number two. Um, That's not cheating. This is uh, this is my architect slash raiders slash paladin slash viscounts uh, slash <laughs> yes. wayfarers position. Yes, um, yeah. I really thought that would be Jimmy's <laughs> entire list. <laughs> so uh, I, eight, I went with architects. I went with architects because architects is my favorite yeah. shem game, um, and it is pure a pure worker placement game. Um, I love it. Uh, it's very hard to have a bad game of that. So yeah, architects, and you speak about. Uh, it, it's such a great example, G Money, of a game that does both of the things you were just speaking about. Like, it isn't a very restrictive worker placement game. You can go wherever the hell you want. But I love the fact that by going to so many places makes you vulnerable to being uh, rounded up and put into the guardhouse. So there's it brings about that that confrontation that um, you know, even though it's an open worker placement, it still has that confrontation, which is awesome. Yeah, so that's my number two. Good choice. That was uh, how good did it feel to list all of those shem games? Oh, though? I, and I yeah, they're all. It, I, I've never. There's no other designer where it's like throw circadians in the mix too. Like where you could pull off a game. Pull it. Someone just says, "Oh, we're going to play a something of the something something game," and you're like, "Yep, sign me up. I'm in." Like, yep. I don't need to know any more. You don't even have to fill in those words. I'm I'm in. It's yeah, incredible. We actually do need to get Chaos Order to the table a bit more. I don't think we've even got it at the table in a while. So yeah, it has been a that while. That has to happen. Yeah. Um, number three for me is Dwellings of Eldervale. Um, similar to you, Dave. Loved the game and had some great experiences playing it. So uh, for me, it's where, where we've had some experience in the way Helen completely fucked us over the last time we played it. <laughs> Sat there the whole game just thinking she assassin. hated the game, but yeah. then she insert any game here. Last yeah. play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it was great. It was good. And um, then number two for me is another one for experience 
is the godfather, Corleone's Empire, at full player count, is the best fun I've ever had in a board game where you have people ready to flip tables, there's F-bombs getting dropped, there's the C word being used. It is fantastic. Um, so when I do play it, I make sure that we're over in a corner so that we're not disrupting anyone else because, yeah, it can get quite it can get quite brutal. But it's brilliant. Um, I love it. Number one, back to you, G. What is oh, your number me. one worker placement game? Well, I can mix number it up one. if you want. No, I'll go. It's all right. Go. Um, on Mars, best worker placement game I've ever played. Plus, it's got Mars in the title. <laughs> so it kind of makes me think I'm playing Terraforming Mars without playing Terraforming Mars. And uh, just a shout out to our this this week's uh, sponsor, Mars, because apparently yep. last yeah. week's sponsor was Earth, and this week yeah. is yeah. Mars. So <laughs> getting to all the planets. Uh, yep. Next week, onward to Venus by Martin Wallace. Um, Helen, your number one. Well, I mean, it's going to have to be Dwellings, right? Because yeah. I'm just so damn good at playing it. <laughs> yep. No, I, I do real. love that game. I um, yeah, and I can't think of any others. <laughs> Classic. I was hoping I could get away with Blood Rage, but I'm like, no, nah, it's really not worker placement. Like you use people and you place them, but they're not really workers. So I don't think I could get away with it. So I'll I'll definitely go Dwellings. And I do love Dwellings. But Blood Rage is also another game where you just whoop everybody. Yes. It's just fun. Yeah, Yeah, from your perspective. (laughs) I was winning when I was teaching it. I was winning too much that I actually sabotaged myself just so the gap wasn't so big. Yeah, still one though. Yeah, yeah. Still one, yeah. But by fifty instead of by a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eased off on the second lap. Like, you know. Well, I just ended up having so many people I could just literally destroy all of their people and have them have none left on the board. So hmm. oh, maybe not. Real, she, she didn't actually sabotage her gameplay. She just miscounted a hundred points. Like she just yeah. I've only got around once. I haven't gone around twice. Yeah, so. stop I stopped counting then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh number hey, one for me, uh it's a damn good game. Yeah, it's barrage. Uh, well played. I play I play a lot of barrage on BGA. I I play not enough, nowhere near enough barrage in, in real life, but yeah, love that as a worker placement game. That's the only mechanic that you have really is the, the worker placing and the putting out the infrastructure on the on the dams on the water flow. Um, it's very passive that you do, you can. The only way to interact with other people really is to get there before them or take the stuff that they want before that they want it. Um, otherwise, you're almost playing your own game in terms of how you connect in with the networks and how you manage the water flow. But as a puzzle, it's unreal. As a you know potential area control. You know, resource management game, it's unreal. I'm a big Barrage fan. Well, uh, my number one has also been mentioned already, but uh, again, Dave, you talk about how tight games like this can be sometimes and how brutal they can be. And it's hard to imagine that in a game with 66 worker placement spots, someone can put out a worker and you go, oh, you bastard. That's the the one one spot. spot. (laughs) Yeah, and and that is Feast for Odin. A Feast for Odin is just just an amazing game. And 
yeah, exactly that. There's so many options, but it always seems like the bastard before you took the one option that you were ironing off and then you got to sit there and go, what else do I want to do now? Um, and what I love about that game is everyone's at a different stage with a Feast for Odin. Like we played a game now. It, I, I say I like it, but it's also some, somewhat unfortunate is that you can tell the people who have played it before. There's definitely a definitely a learning arc there. And um, But I also love the fact that the first time you play it, you're going, oh, I don't want to get it. How the hell could you fill an island? Like, that's impossible. No way I'm getting an island. And then after like 15 plays, you're like, all right, I've got two islands. I've got a couple of huts. Uh, I might go and get a third island. I haven't even started on my main board yet, but I don't really care about that right now. Like you just, you just seven rounds to just do whatever the hell you want. It's, I think it's, it's the only worker placement game I can think of that's also a sandbox game. So yeah, Feast for Odin is amazing. Yeah. I, I think the first time I played that was on BGA with you guys and I enjoyed it. It was good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, my number one, I actually, it's in my top ten. I love the game. It's it's grown even more since I've been playing it on BGA. I think I've got four or five games going at the moment on BGA, which is screwing with my head um, at present. Uh, is City of the Big Shoulders? I love it. It's by far. It's even growing in my top ten now. Um, but from a worker placement point of view. You have so many limited workers that can just do so much. You just got to map it out. Yes, I use that word, Peter. Um, <laughs> once, once you get it right, God, it's brilliant. It mm. is so good. And then even when you think you fucked it up, and you, you find another pathway to get there, and you've actually done it sooner than what you had thought you were going to do it in the first place. That makes sense. So you've actually then freed up another action. You just this is brilliant. Um, love it and I'm so fucked off the other day I saw it on Marketplace for sale I missed it by I reckon a poof dank and I'm not happy well just think about it your your number one game is like a zero carbon footprint for you Shane like he's yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. wait didn't he own that at one point and sold it oh gee there it is I was gonna say who's gonna do it (laughs) Who's going to do it? That's so cool, huh? It's Helen. No, it's no, it's no. Assassin. Just everybody's there. <laughs> if you owned it. Like, you know. Uh, you stole my Star Wars Rebellion, though, you piece of shit, Shane. <laughs> Did you see that one? I, I yeah, yeah. One. Yeah, you stopped that up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> How is City no. of the Big Shoulders not on your list, Dave? Oh, I forgot. He's perfected it. <laughs> no longer counts to him anymore. When, when he said Barrow, it's a, pl- like, it's a player just... elimination game for Dave. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's, just maths. it's just maths now. I'm like, it's right. It would be a very obvious worker place for a game that I should have put in my list. Uh, in fairness, it didn't come uh, up on any of the worker placement lists I looked up. Yeah, it's because it's not great ranked, and I think part of that is it's very hard to play because it's it's on BGA, but unless you know about it, you probably don't play it, and mm-hmm. the actual physical copies are really hard to get. But I saw a, a confirmation that the license has been sold and um, a new print run will be happening at some stage soon. So, Shane, you may even want to just hold off and, you know, get a new print, a second edition when it comes out. Yeah. When yeah. you said it was hard to play, I thought you were saying only smart people could play it. No, 
No, it, I mean, it's a relatively straightforward game. It's hard to play well, I think, from that yeah. way that you're talking, Helen. But no, it's actually not that complicated. It's just mm. very not accessibly available to play. Yeah. It's actually a really easy game to teach because you start off with such limited spaces and then as the game progresses, more spaces become available. So it's not like you've got a wealth of information you need to take in. Yeah. Yeah. You teach the, the base of six actions and the icons Mm. And then the questions that come up is, what does this icon mean? You go, well, mm. yeah, this is it. So as it grows, it gets in that complexity of the choices that you have, but the mechanics are very simple. Yeah. Mm. And once you get that engine going where you can just leave leave one of your companies alone for the rest of the game, the engine just builds itself. You're just like, yeah, love it. Mm. Love it. Then you go and buy another company and then you go and buy another company. <laughs> what a list. Yeah. That is an awesome list of games. I have played awesome very list. few games on that list. So I obviously need to expand my knowledge. I also learnt tonight that I'm actually, for a board game podcast, I'm really shit at talking about board games. So <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> I'm not yeah, good no. at it. Oh. Self-burn, those are rare. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hang on, so you- have you got everybody, everybody yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta remember, Helen, you were a guest and then we all went, shit, she was you, really good. We should just yeah. have her on the show. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the rudder that we need to steer this ship. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you have all regretted it every day since. <laughs> oh, wait, she fooled us into thinking she actually knew what the fuck she was talking about? Yeah. Hey, no, anyone, no, no. If, you, if anyone wants to sit around and talk about Stonemaier games all day, I'm all yep. ears. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That is an awesome list for everyone that wants to get out and try a worker placement game. There's a couple of that you won't be able to get, but um, for now, anyway. Well, whatever you do, well, whatever you do if you're going to buy City of Big Shoulders, just don't tell Shane. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll just wait until he Shane. buys it. We'll <laughs> just wait until he buys it again and then just buy it off him. Yeah. No, we, someone needs to steal it. Every copy you get, someone needs to steal it. <laughs> Stop. When they get over to his house, they just take it. Yeah. He goes up to Emerald to see Steve and he's like, why do you have 17 copies? <laughs> great game, mate. When he goes back, I'll give him the um, the Lost Ruins of Arnak expansion for, the, for G-Money to take back. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, only took two years to get here, mate. It's priceless. <laughs> Well, all I can ask for is, Dave, for the Are You OK Day, if you could please ensure that City Big Shoulders is packed. I wouldn't mind It'll be there, that's yeah. for sure. Thank you. Well, speaking of, actually, I'm I'm kind of excited. I think it's been a little while, but I'm running a, a TI teach for a mm-hmm. full game of people. Um, and I believe almost all new people. I think there's a couple of people that have played it before. but Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we so I, depending on how many we get, I think we have seven or eight. There was a bit flakiness, but um, Joe, Mr. Joe Cashabella is going to give us a hand and run the teach, and I think I'm trying to convince him to actually play and be kind of like the rabbit that everyone chases after. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I can sort of manipulate everybody else into enjoying their experience and learning how to play the game, but also taking Joe down hard. Hard. <laughs> So, yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be a good day. But, yeah, introducing eight new people to the wonderful world of TI is going to take most of it for me. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And thank you for putting your hand up for that. And uh, let's call out the other um, 
people that put their hand up to do Teachers on the Day too, so thank you for all of those uh, people in our wonderful community that uh, we put the call out for anyone that would like to do a teach and we had an overwhelming response and, um, yeah, we've got that game, that day, that whole Saturday is completely planned um, and it's a sellout, which is even better. It's um, awesome. Well done, guys. Yeah, and thanks to Kylie too again. Kylie is just a wonder woman. She's amazing. I think she can get done. With a special call out to VR Distribution, Asmodee and Let's Play Games, who are going to sponsor the event even better. And nice. free food. The Euros, yeah. Euros man's back. Yeah, free food's always a bit of a draw card. It's hard to say no. Yeah. Well, that was a pretty decent episode, folks. It was uh, far less eventful than the previous episodes, so that's going to make my life a lot easier this week. Keep it clean, Steve. Keep it clean. Yeah. Yeah. We can fuck it up right. if you want. We're almost there, Please guys. Don't. We're almost there. We're almost there. I have to, um, get, back. I have to get back to painting. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll edit this bit out if we do end up recording next week, but uh, I will not be around for the next uh, eight or so weeks. So uh, I to all of our four listeners, I'll chat to you in a couple of months and I'll report back on everything about Dice Tower Retreat and just general America holiday stuff. So, yeah. Enjoy, mate. Relax. Put your feet up and meet some wonderful people. That's the plan. Go to some wonderful places. I just, uh, I just booked uh, the Alcatraz tour. Uh, when we were in San Fran, mm. and after booking it, realized that it was on Friday the 13th. So I'm like, oh, uh, yes. Alcatraz on the 13th, Friday the 13th. That yes. sounds like a match made in heaven. Dave, so. you've been to Alcatraz, haven't you? I have. I wasn't the hugest fan of San Fran, and it was sort of the rough end of our trip, and we were all a bit tired, and the weather was shitty, and we'd done so much fun stuff. But Alcatraz was the only glowing thing that I would mm. say enjoyed it so much it was it was an awesome experience yeah yeah i can't wait well uh we'll finish off the podcast there thanks everyone for listening and uh we'll catch you oh they'll catch you on the next one yeah (laughs) cheers everyone thanks guys